Welcome to episode 117 of the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Beth Bilo, and I am delighted that you have chosen to spend this time with me. Whether this is your first, your 117th episode, or somewhere in between, I hope that you hear something that will make you smile, spark an insight, improve your business, or maybe even change your life. I almost hesitate to call this episode 117, since it's actually from the archives. It's from 2011, to be exact. Over the next few weeks, I'm going to be sharing a few outstanding archived episodes that you may have missed, especially if you're a new listener. My reasoning and my intention is simple. First, I want to give these awesome guests another opportunity to share their message with you. And second, I've been doing the Introvert Entrepreneur podcast for six years, and so it feels appropriate to take a little time out from new episodes and have a little reflection on where the show has been and where it's going. I believe in taking time on a regular basis to step back and notice what's working, what's not, and what can be improved. I love bringing this show to you, and I always want it to serve your needs and be a source of inspiration. So I'm going to be asking myself some questions, much in the spirit of a self-evaluation. And I share these questions with you, because maybe you have a program, a product, or a service that could benefit from an evaluation or a process check. Here are the questions. What am I most proud of so far? What hasn't worked out as well as I'd hoped? What feedback have I received that is important to consider? What is still fun about this? What's not so much fun? Where would I benefit from more support? How well have I been serving my audience? What do I want to be different a year from now? What do I want to be the same? And finally, what do I need to start doing, stop doing, and keep doing in order to improve? I'll include these questions on the webpage for this episode in case you want to apply them to your own situation. And don't be surprised if I'm asking you for direct feedback in the future. I appreciate hearing from you anytime you love or hate an episode or have feelings somewhere in between. You can always reach me at beth at theintrovertentrepreneur.com or use the contact form on my website. I promise I will respond. It might take me just a couple of days, but I will do my best to respond to your feedback in a timely fashion. While I'm doing that reflection and planning, I'll continue to share a few more archived episodes with new ones coming in a couple of weeks. So I hope you enjoy these blasts from the past. So that's all from me on May 25th, 2016. Now I'm going to go back in the time machine to March 31st, 2011, and my conversation on developing small talk savvy with Melissa Wadsworth. At the end of our conversation, she mentions a giveaway. And since this was more than five years ago, I'm not asking that she make that available again. But that said, if you enjoy the interview and want to let her know, drop her an email at the address that she shares and share your gratitude with her. And now, from the podcast vault, I'm happy to share my conversation with author, speaker, coach, and artist, Melissa Wadsworth. Here's to you and developing your small talk savvy. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is Beth Bilo, and you're listening to the Introvert Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me today. As we know, introverts are often drained by too much social interaction, but that isn't always the case. There are times when we're nurtured by social interaction if it's meaningful to us. That's why I can sit for hours with a small group of friends and have deep conversations. 
Where the interactions become challenging is when I'm with a lot of people and the conversations stay on a casual, surface level. In other words, small talk. I've long dreaded having to make small talk, an attitude that does not help when I go to networking events or other professional outings. I decided it's time for an attitude adjustment, and I found the perfect person to provide a reframe of small talk for me and for anyone else who thinks of it as a necessary evil. Along the way, we also talk about the law of attraction and seeing your introversion as a valuable asset, especially when it comes to small talk. Melissa Wadsworth is an inspirational speaker, dream life coach, conscious communications expert, and the author of Small Talk Savvy. Self-described as introverted, creative, intuitive, and highly observant, Melissa had an inspired breakthrough in her mid-30s that led to her What You Notice Matters philosophy. This aha about the vital role of intentional awareness to daily success, goal achievement, and life fulfillment opened up a whole new path for Melissa. She transitioned from a highly successful career in public relations to living her life purpose as a certified dream life coach and intuitive dream board expert. Melissa is passionate about using her gifts of empathetic listening, transformational questioning, and intuitive insights to help clients go from blocked to brilliant as they release limiting perspectives, beliefs, and behaviors. Hi, Melissa. Welcome to the podcast today. Oh, it's so great to be here. You know, I, the way I want to kick it off is um, piggybacking on something you shared in your bio, because I really appreciate your authenticity and transparency when you describe yourself as an in, as introverted. And I'm curious about what has enabled you to step fully into that part of your personality? Well, the one thing that has helped me is awareness, awareness, and more awareness. Um, you know, as a young person, I was, I know, I knew I was very observant. I was very comfortable being in the observing role. And by starting at that place, I was able to learn from what other people were doing, what was going on around me. And then that slowly developed into more awareness that um, enabled me to connect the dots of my life so that I could see where I was going and what was happening. And again, it was just by being self-aware, aware of the world around me, aware of other people. So from a very natural point, I was able to use awareness um, as a strength, you know. So it, and then once I dropped that introvert label, um, I could really appreciate the gift of being an introvert. Nice. Because I know that's something that, you know, it's uh, we if we're introverted, we're, we're usually on some sort of journey where we're getting that awareness and learning how it can inform the choices we make and how we interact with other people. And it sounds like you've um, really integrated that into your life. You know, I have. I mean, it was got to the point, you know, you start out as feeling like all you are is introverted you know, as a shy kid, mm-hmm. and then, you, you you know, through wearing it and through doing some self-discovery, you can find out, you know, it's just one part of who I am, and that's a really freeing thing to realize that, and also, at the very other end of the spectrum, you realize that introversion is just an energetic balance to extroversion, and yes. the old, whole world would be a really loud, messy place if everybody was <laughs> extroverted, Exactly. And it'd be very quiet if we were all introverted. So if you can just see yourself as being this beautiful piece of balance in the universe, mm-hmm. it's a nice way to look at it. Oh, they are. that's a beautiful image. And um, I appreciate that you acknowledge and, and called out that 
introversion is just one aspect of our personality. And I think that that's an important thing for entrepreneurs to remember, um, that it informs us, yet it doesn't define us. And right. if we let it inform us, it can be something that's supportive to us. And I'm curious about how your introversion supports you and your business. So first, how it supports you. And then if you wouldn't mind sharing for a moment after that, what challenges you encounter? Well, the first thing, you know, I'm really passionate. My life purpose, you know, is all about creative evolution. So being introverted, it allows me to really easily go inward to develop creative processes that I can then bring out into the world to benefit, benefit the women I coach and my workshop audiences. That's the main thing. It just allows me to do that easy inward to outward progression. Um, I also think that introverts are naturally very compassionate. Their sensitive natures allows, you know, us to see what others are feeling and to connect in a really meaningful and very appreciated way. So using that, you know, as a very as a big strength has been really helpful to me in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the third thing is that introversion enables me to tap into my intuition pretty easily. You know, I notice inner guidance, and I can easily check on it to see what's waiting to be expressed versus always worrying about talking, you know, or over-talking so you can't hear the intuition. Right. And I think that's really a valuable thing. And on the other side, you know, it's a challenge to introversion, and I think you could probably relate to this, we can all relate to this, is that I have to be careful to protect my energy when I'm in the extrovert role say, it's like when I'm networking or when I'm in a social event. Um, If I don't protect my energy and how much of myself I put out there, by either doing, I can even do like energy exercises that helps me protect my energy or simply not over-scheduling myself, sort of introverted activities. Would you mind giving us an example of one of those energy exercises? Oh, sure. There is one where you actually just sort of Starting uh, with your arms down in front of you, you sort of zip up in front of yourself, up to your lip, and then you imagine you zipping up a back, up your back, and meeting the top lip again, and you throw away the key. And it's a simple energy, sort of energy and mental exercises you sort of know consciously. I just protected my energy. And it's amazing how that simple thing can make you feel really energetic for a longer period of time when you're in those heavy-duty social situations. Yeah, it seems like it would be something that would allow you to retain your energy while not letting it slip out (laughs) and not letting too much of other people's get in and infiltrate yours. It is. As sensitive introverts are sensitive. So, like, I suck in everybody's energy in a room. Mm -hmm. And if I forget to be conscious of that, I can leave events going, wow, I am wiped out. So it's great to be mindful of that. Anything you could do visually, you could come up with almost any kind of visualization you wanted to that made you feel protected. You know, some people might put a white bubble around themselves. Some people, um, you know, might create some other kind of shield that feels very friendly and empowering to them. You're reminding me of what one of my friends suggested many years ago when I was going through a stressful time and trying to protect my energy just in general. And she talked about putting on a a white robe and and a white robe that, you know, it was so white that it was glowing. So, Ooh. yeah, it was just this wonderful, warm, empowering image that she oh, gave. Oh, I love that. 
Yeah, I really like that. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's, that's brought that back to me as a, that's a gift. <laughs> um, I know we forget these simple things that yes. are really easy things to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I want to hear a little bit about um, your business. And I know that one of the pivot points in your business is something that you describe as an aha moment. Right. And I wonder if you could tell us about that moment and what was happening before that moment and what's happened after that. Well, I had a career in public relations for 20 years. So this is about um, 15 years into my career. And, you know, growing from that awareness thing, I suddenly had this huge aha, you know, what you notice matters. It wasn't just because awareness helped me grow. It was that awareness actually helped me manifest things I wanted into my life with really sort of a magic quality. Um, I was living in Philadelphia, and my sister and I went to California for a vacation. And we were driving around, you know, beautiful Pacific Coast Highway. And all of a sudden, I start yelling at my sister to stop the car. We were driving through one of these pictures I had on my cubicle wall back in my office. And it was completely unplanned, but this is a picture like that sat in front of me every single day for about a year. And here I was driving through it, and I hadn't even planned that. So it, connecting the dots from just awareness helps you learn to awareness makes you manifest. You know, just by keeping a positive attention on something and keep looking at that picture and going, oh, I wish I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually I was there. And so that just led me to expand on that in my work. And I eventually uh, started doing intuitive dream board, which is sort of like collage work, taking what you notice and what catches your attention and seeing how that can inform your life in a very conscious way, um, in a really sort of fun and magical way. So then that just organically grew into the coaching business I now have, which is brilliant from block, block to brilliance coaching. Yeah, and I want to hear a little bit more about that towards the, the end of our conversation. Okay. I, I love that phrase, and I noticed okay. you trademarked it. So you just you grab that, and you're running with it. That's very cool. <laughs> I did. <laughs> you got to capture these great ideas. And, uh, you do. You know? um, are you, I, I'm assuming maybe that you're familiar with the book, The Answer. Have the you? Answer? You know, I'm not. Oh, okay. Well, it's fascinating because um, it's it was recommended by another person that I interviewed for this podcast, and she, I believe, she described it as it picks up where the secret leaves off. And okay. one of the authors who was featured in the secret um, opens the book telling the story of um, he's he's just moved into this gorgeous house in San Diego. Um, mm-hmm. They're unpacking their their boxes, and there's a box right. that he probably hasn't touched in ten years. And he pulls it open. He pulls out a dream board that he made. And on that dream board from 10 years ago is the picture of the house he is sitting in. Right. I remember that from The Secret. Yeah. So what you were saying about, you know, driving through that scene reminded me of that. And, you know, those are, it's a testament to the very powerful effect that visualization and really being clear and intentional can have. So I recommend that book. I've, I'm, I'm almost finished with it now. Um, okay. But it's, it's an excellent uh, reminder, and it, it gets a lot into the brain science and um, how, how our neuropathways are, are 
entrenched with old stories and how we can right. shift that into new stories. So, oh, I love, I've loved that. I've read there's a book called The Brain That Changes Itself about Ooh. how flexible your brain is. Now mm-hmm. that one goes really into all the brain. Yeah, cool. Very fascinating. Well, that's that's really um, that's a great story, and and I love how organically it. it it happened for you. It sounds like when you found that path and that calling, I'm sure, I'm guessing opportunities were just showing up left and right. They did. It was just, you know, I started being introverted with the observation, which led to clear sense of awareness, which led to, you know, connecting the dots in my life, which led to, you know, knowing that what your attention is on is things you're going to bring into your life which led to purposefully bringing things into my life. So um, it's a great, strong starting point for an introvert, too, which is the cool thing. Yeah. Because extroverts have a harder time with the attention thing. You know, they can be very focused on what they want, but just being aware in a more curious, open way, you know, that's just more observing, which allows more things into your life. You don't block out. So many things. Does that make sense? Yes. Like if you yeah. if you say I just want that one thing and that one thing is the only thing that's going to be make me happy, then that sort of limits your life and what can come into it and what you're open to and available to happening in your life. But as an introvert, um, you know, and staying aware and just staying open, like I had the magic of that thing just come into my life, something that wanted to guide me in a certain direction. I didn't have to set, like, I'm going this direction in my life. Mm-hmm. By being aware, the guidance came of its own accord. And that's what I find really juicy and wonderful. And and it, you're reminding me of an expression I've already said several times today to other people, and that has, I think, changed my life. <laughs> and that is um, being open to outcome, not attached. Right. So I think if we're in that curious place and um, really aware, as you say, that we're able to to be open without being too right. attached to what something exactly is supposed to be. And often, exactly. sometimes, though, it might come exactly as it's supposed to be, uh, as did your drive or that author's house. Um, right. But, That's the wonderful thing. It can show up in both ways. Mm-hmm. But it, what I think most people had problems with the secret was that they held so tightly to what they wanted and then it didn't come and then they got frustrated. Mm-hmm. And what the point they missed was that by holding too tightly, you create blocking energy. Right. You know, be clear, but don't be needy mm-hmm. around what you want. If yeah. you bring neediness into it, you're going to bring something that's going to be blocking it probably. Yeah, and I think you've just highlighted what what's always been a little bit of uh I, I've understood the secret or, you know, I agree with the law of attraction, yet something about it always um, I didn't quite resonate with. And I think you've just articulated what I might have been picking up on but wasn't able to put into words. Right. And luckily there's a lot of people now who are taking the idea of the secret and explaining, you know, that what you saw in the movie or got in that book is just, you know, that's just the surface. Mm-hmm. of the law of attraction, and also that there's a lot of other laws going on in the universe at the same time. So if you only own, only understand one of them, you might get confused about your outcome. Right, right. Well, thank you for sharing some of that insight. That was a nice little diversion <laughs> that, we, that we had planned on, but I enjoyed that. I, I, um, 
And, and so I'd like to turn our attention to your guidebook, um, okay. Small Talk Savvy. Um, you know, the introverts are often uncomfortable with or dislike right. small talk. Right. I consider it two of the worst words in the human language. <laughs> and so yet, yet small talk is does have a role to play, um, especially right. in our professional lives. So can you talk about what is that role? Um, why is it right. important to us? Well, first thing I want to say is that small talk, those two words, have gotten really a bad rep, both both by the introverts who are just, you know, afraid of it, small talk, and the extroverts who tend to trivialize what small talk is or can be. And so let me just first say that I really believe small talk is the basic building block of all connection. It's what enables you to build relationships, you know, to establish commonalities, to build trust. And also small talk is the building block to speaking your truth and even to the, block, the building block to experiencing intimacy. Um, you know, we can't go from, to, from A to Z in almost any aspect of our life. We have to start at A, go to B, and then go to C. Sometimes you'll make quantum leaps once you get to a certain point, but we all need to start with the basics. Um, especially in those areas that are uncomfortable for us. So if we could see small talk as the, the gift, you know, the easy entrance into deeper connection, and then maybe we can see it a little bit more positively. And that's not to say that you can't have a deep connection with somebody almost immediately. You know, some, we'll meet people every once in a while. We were immediately, we are hooked in, we love each other, and we can just talk. We talk like we've known each other all our life. But in most situations, especially in business, small talk is the bridge to that deeper and that more meaningful connection. I so appreciate that reframe. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's just, yeah, almost nobody says small talk with a smile on their face. <laughs> mm-hmm. So also, you know, the thing I really like to tell people who are introverts is, is to really embrace small talk um, as something that allows you to be the hero. You know, introverts can always use their awareness to notice when somebody else is uncomfortable or in need of a smiling face or needs to be welcomed. There's always somebody, it's hard to believe, but there's usually somebody who's either just as uncomfortable or even more uncomfortable than you are. So if you take the role reversal and be the hero, you immediately take off the pressure on yourself to either perform or to be rescued. You know, you stop looking at that somebody else to come rescue you and you're able to just be your more natural, kind, you know, considerate self. So that can be very empowering for introverts also if they look at small talk that way. And and that reminds me of one of the networking tips that I've read and that works for me, which is um, to take on the role of host or hostess, you know, to welcome people or to to put yourself out there and, and draw others in who might be just as uncomfortable or more uncomfortable than, than I am. And, and I appreciate your connection to, with small talk to that because that's the, the gifts that we can bring to that, um, and tap into our natural strengths. Sure, exactly. Yeah, if you go through what is difficult, you always get the gift on the other side. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I started out as, you know, who would have, if you had told me as a teenager I was going to be a small talk expert or I was even going to be in public relations, I would have thought you were crazy. But the thing is, you know, it's, we come from the thing that we're most challenged by 
we tend to become the experts in, and there's real beauty in that. You've already offered a little bit about, you know, embrace being the hero. But what other what other tips would you have for people who want to improve or even, you know, change? I should actually say change their relationship to small talk. Yeah, the first thing is um, to go into small talk situations assuming that the outcomes will be positive. Because if somebody's introverted, how many times can you remember going somewhere and just assuming this is not going to be fun, this is going to be hard, I'm not going to enjoy myself. So a lot of what we do in life demands a shift in perspective, a shift in attitude, and then it can make the whole situation turn out completely different. Um, I once had an actor friend who was, you know, naturally, of course, outgoing, but she had this great tip. She says that when she enters a room, she really consciously asserts her right to be there, to take up space in the room, and I love that. You know, it's like giving yourself permission to be part of whatever dynamic is going on and to know that you're an integral part of that. You know, you're not on the outside looking in. Um, And also, I did some uh, work with Lee Glickstein, who is a um, speaking expert, especially for introverts. Mm -hmm. He wrote a book called Be Heard Now. And he has some really wonderful tips for people to get comfortable being seen. You know, at, at the core, most introverts are not comfortable being seen. If you can get comfortable with appreciating that you get to be seen, that was a huge gift to me also. Another tip is to be in the moment. Instead of worrying about what you're going to say, pay attention to what you notice. You know, what are you curious about? Um, this gives you a situation, what I call situational information that you can use to open a conversation. What's happening in the room? Why are you there? Who's that person over there? Really easy conversational openers by using your situational awareness. Um, and then also that being in the moment lets you focus on the other person with real interest. You know, we only have a few precious minutes to learn about another human being. Um, and the simple step of using small talk can create huge shifts in your life by connecting to that person in a way that isn't trivial or isn't just cursory, like, oh, I have to do this, you know, that you're really interested and curious about another person in that moment, then you'll use that moment really well. And I think that people who are introverted have a better chance of doing that than actually extroverts who are so comfortable talking about themselves that they may not engage the other person as fully as they could. Right. I think introverts come to that situation with an advantage. If anything, I think sometimes I've heard that we can be deferring to a fault <laughs> where yeah. we're always asking questions and never talking about ourselves. Yeah, you have to understand the conversation is a balance. You give and you get back. So if you let the other person share and you don't share anything about yourself, they're going to end up leaving that conversation going, you know, I feel a little naked. I talked a little bit too much about myself. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of conversation is for people to leave feeling better than they did when they came into the conversation. So you definitely have to take an appropriate give and take in conversation. And to just understand that it's really not the words you're exchanging. The words are really secondary. Um, it's energy you're exchanging. So if you can come into it with a positive energy, smile, and, you know, real interest in other people, you know, most small talk engagements will end well. 
And one thing I'm, I'm curious about that just came up for me is, is thinking about, especially when it comes to small talk in that traditional sense, or I suppose in a strict definition of it's a short conversation. And when I go to events, I tend to want to talk longer than just a short conversation. Um, I'll, you know, I, I don't want to say monopolize somebody, but I'd like to have a little bit more in depth. Yet I realize right. that part of the purpose of those kinds of events and um, gatherings is to have those short conversations. Sure. Any, I guess, any feedback about that sort of thing? If well, you can, you can always check in with somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, I could talk with you for the whole rest of the afternoon. I really feel a kinship with you. Do you want to keep talking now, or should we make an appointment to have coffee? Mm. Yeah, you can check in, and they'll let you know. You know, yeah, I need to go talk to somebody. They'll let you know. And then you can also lead right to making another appointment if you really want to get to know them better. Sure. Yeah, I That's the easiest that. thing, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking my head. I... I've gotten to the point where I cut myself a whole lot of slack. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm talking too much. (laughs) Are you bored yet? You know, (laughs) I'm sure you've got other people you need to talk to, you know. (laughs) Right. I think if you can just sort of lightheartedly bring some levity to it, Mm -hmm. like, oh, you you came to a networking event. This isn't a private meeting with me. So sorry. Right, right. That's about authenticity and transparency, you know, and, right. and sometimes that's, like you said, it gives that moment of levity that's all that's needed. Right, right. So I want to come back um, for a second to what you had mentioned before, the Block to Brilliance offerings. Right. Yeah, what, tell us a little bit more about that and what's inspiring you about that work. Well, Block to Brilliance is really just a natural evolution of my own personal growth and sort of spiritual growth. Even doing the small talk and the communications and PR is always about me wanting to be my most radiant self self, and helping others to do the same. So, um, you know, my long PR career made it natural that I would start with the focus of getting past the belief that being um, an introvert is a liability. That was the first thing I had to deal with before I could grow. And a lot of people have all kinds of you know, erroneous beliefs that hang us up and keep us blocked from our greatness. Mm-hmm. So that's where the bigger focus is now, not just looking at one thing like shyness or being introvert, but looking at, you know, a whole range of things that keep people feeling less than and keep them feeling like they're some in some way they're not enough, mm-hmm. they're not deserving of having the success and joy they want in their life. So that's really where my heart is right now, and that's what the Block to Brilliance offerings um, help accomplish. And what's an example of something that um, falls under that that kind of offering that you have? Um, I offer everything from one-to-one coaching. I do intuitive dream board seminars, which let people um, expand their intuition in a very fun way and see what's new they can know about their life. Um, One thing about conversation is we, you know, your brain can only put out what you put into it. But you tap into intuition and you can actually get brand new insights, um, information about new ways or characteristics that would be helpful for you to bring out. It can even tap into what's around the corner, you know, sort of that magical what's on the verge of manifesting in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's what the intuitive dream boards do. And I also have some um, personal development video courses. I have one that's coming out at the end of the month called Block to Brilliance, of course. And I'm curious, we've thrown around the word intuition a lot. Um, 
I think it's something that might bear uh, or be worth defining a little bit. How do you define intuition and, and how you know when it's showing up? Well, some people define intuition as that, that gut check, um, you know, that thing that tells you to stop you know, this isn't a good idea or, you know, something's going to go wrong to hear. I really think of intuition um, uh, on a wider spectrum as being really a direct sort of soul connection. It's um, my ability to tap into that, um, you know, that sort of the higher self, some people call it, um, tap into what is divine in me that I can know about it and express that in the world. But I really see it as just sort of a portal to myself at a bigger level, you know, what your true self, not just physical self trying to get along in daily life, but um, as that sort of spiritual self that wants, wants and longs for expression in the world. And I try to listen to that. So that's what intuition is to me. It can be all kinds of juicy, wonderful information. Everything from what I can know about other people to what more I can know about myself to what are my best decisions. You know, it has a very practical nature to it, yet a very, um, you know, much deeper than just a gut check. I appreciate Thank you for sharing that because I think it's one of those words. Some people think just like they're not creative, like, oh, I'm not creative. <laughs> and they also sometimes might say, you know, well, I'm not very intuitive or my intuition isn't very good. When really what I'm hearing you say, it is something that we all have that we can tap into. You know, we all have it. And unfortunately, most people's um, experience of intuition, because they don't use it consciously, like, okay, I'm going to ask my intuition what it thinks. What they have a, a, a real experience with is not listening to their intuition and then having something go wrong. Mm-hmm. So they begin to think, so that's their experience of intuition, which in a weird way doesn't encourage them to use it more. So if you use, but really, yeah, you can use intuition. I use my intuition to what, you know, supplements I take in the morning to, you know, what things I should be eating. And you can use it. It's like a game, you know, and the more you use it, the bigger it gets and mm-hmm. the louder it gets um, and the more helpful you can use it for your for guiding your life in really significant, um, empowering ways. Yeah, and it seems like combined with that, the dream boarding and the vision boarding that you do, I love how right. you've linked up those two ideas. That would make it extremely powerful. Oh, yeah, it's great. So I'm wondering what your intuition tells you about my next question, <laughs> which is... <laughs> um, I, I ask this question of all my guests, and it's about Introvert Island, where there's this magical okay. place. And we're granted a year's vacation there. Um, but the catch is you've only got room for three books. Right. What would you take with you and why? Well, the first book that came to mind um, is um, there's a book by Deepak Chopra called The Book of Secrets. You know, it's one of those books I have practically highlighted the entire thing and made notes in the, you know, made notes throughout it. And it takes awareness to really that whole spiritual level, some of the things we've just been talking about. Um, There's this great quote from it that says, you know, if transformation is the norm, you can bring about a quantum leap in your awareness through spiritual transformation. And the sign that the leap is real is that some emergent property you never experienced in the past shows up. 
So, again, that's about going deeper and just getting a greater sense of all the things you can be. So that's really just one of those books, again, it just perfectly plays into my whole passion about awareness being such a great tool. Mm. Um, And then, of course, because I'm such a visual person, um, I love Creative Visualization by Shotkey Gawain. Mm -hmm. It's a classic. I think it's like 15 years old, but it's a really, really... If I had a year and I wanted to do nothing but do visualization and get in, grow my intuition and learn more about myself, so then when I got off that island, I would really feel pretty terrific and brilliant. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun way to do it. So it's a fun way of practicing how to grow and manifest your favorable outcomes in your life. Um, and the third book, you know, I'm sort of torn. You know, is Introvert Island somewhere where... I should be giving just helpful books for introverts. Or <laughs> <laughs> nope, it's whatever would, you know, some, some people have said Mark Twain, some people have said my journal, my family album, so it's... Oh, see, those are all lovely. Aren't those well, pretty- I, you know, I'm always reading, always reading nonfiction because I'm just so passionate about personal growth. But if I want to really, really get away into a whole completely world, Charles Dickens does that pretty effectively. And his books are really long, really yeah. long, really juicy, great storytelling, amazing character names. I mean, you would never forget somebody's name if they had names like Uriah Heep or Tiny Tim. You know, it fit who they were. You know, these people in conversation, I would never forget anybody's name. That would be a blessing. So that would be probably the third book, something really juicy and long that you could really escape into. Yeah, I'm wondering if there's a if there's a Charles Dickens um, anthology <laughs> where you can get multiple novel novels in one book. No, you wouldn't be able to carry it. No, <laughs> I, think, I think Bleak House is 900 pages. Oh my that gosh! Much, yeah. yeah, well, it, it might serve as multiple functions. It could be like a step stool or a weapon. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wonderful. There's one other book I just want to mention, too. Yeah. Because I think, you know, it's a great book for introverts, and it's called Be Yourself, Everyone Else Is Already Taken by a guy named Mike Robbins. So I'm just going to throw that out there because that is a real fun, easy read about how to know yourself, appreciate yourself, be true to yourself, all those things I think, um, yeah, introverts can always use information about. Yeah, I've heard that expression, but I didn't realize that it was a book. Yeah, there is a book. Awesome. Learn something new every day. <laughs> so so how can people learn more about you and your products and services? The easiest way is to go to my website. It's www.melissawadsworth.com, and that's M-E-L-I-S-S-A-W-A-D-S-W-O-R-T-H.com. And that has a lot of um, information about all my products and services there. They can connect with me under the same name at Facebook, too, if they prefer to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also just want to let you know that, you know, if anybody mentions, contacts me and mentions your program to me, I'm going to very happily send them my um, e-book, Small Talk Secrets for Women Who Network. Great. What a wonderful gift. I, I'll be signing up for that if that's okay. Oh, no problem. <laughs> Happy to send it. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for that. And so is um, would they simply email you or is it through a contact form on your website? They can do it either way. They can email me at Melissa at MelissaWadsworth.com or they can use the contact form. They just need to mention that they heard about this from you. 
Great. All right. Well, I'll include information from that, and hopefully we'll get some some folks who are ready to download that because that's a great offering. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. I so enjoyed this conversation, and um, it's re-inspired me in a number of levels. So thank oh, you. Oh, so good. That's wonderful, and I so appreciate the opportunity to have the conversation today. It's really been lovely. This is Beth Below, the Introvert Entrepreneur. I hope you enjoyed this podcast interview with Melissa Wadsworth. You can learn about Melissa and get the free ebook she mentioned at www.melissawadsworth.com. When you subscribe to her complimentary What You Notice Matters monthly e-magazine, you immediately receive a free gift. To be notified of future podcasts from The Introvert Entrepreneur, you can subscribe by email, RSS feed, or through iTunes. To find me on iTunes, just type the word introvert into the search bar in the audio podcast section. If you enjoy these podcasts, I invite you to leave a review on iTunes and share these interviews with family, friends, and colleagues. You can also find out more about my coaching services, workshops, and speaking engagements at theintrovertentrepreneur.com. And be sure to join us for more community and conversation on Facebook at facebook.com slash theintrovertentrepreneur. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next time.